you're listening to Radio Influence. This is the Valor Hour on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, Tim Loy. Good evening and welcome to a fight week edition of the Valor Hour. I'm your host, Tim Lloyd, joined by my co-host, Justin Watson, and we are getting ready for BFC 78. It goes down this Friday night from the World Famous Cotton Night Joe, Knoxville, Tennessee. It's an all-amateur showcase, and it's a stacked-up card, uh, five title fights, and uh, we're going to get right to it. This is uh, why y'all came this week. I'm sure it is picks and preview. Uh, we're going to go through all the fights, break them all down, get the predictions from our panel of uh, – I guess you could call them experts. I don't know if I'd say that term. Uh, Justin, how's it going, my man? You ready uh, Ready to rock and roll this week? Not too bad, man. Yeah, ready to make the trip and get back up there and see some fist fights. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, of course, our three panelists joining us this evening. We've got the reigning and defending champion in uh, this uh, picks panel prognostication uh, preview segment, Jeff Hobbs, the voice of valor. How's it going, Jeff? Good, man. Just uh, having to do a little parenting tonight, guys. Does anybody else whip their kids' asses? Is it just me? Just you, I think. <laughs> whip them. <Yeah. laughs> them. Uh, of course, also joining us, uh, the runner-up, but a, a, a former champion in these uh, picks panel uh, preview, but the current VFC welterweight champion, uh, Greedy Greg Hopkins on the line. Greg, what's going on? Man, the greedy Greg Hopkins. All these nicknames can come at me. I love them. Uh, dude, I'm excited to come up there and watch this whole am- well, a whole Emmy show. We got five titles, bro. Like, I'm anxious. I'm anxious for this. So this is gonna, this is going to be crazy. This is one of those fights or uh, shows that kind of flies under the radar because it's on the heels of an all pro show. Uh, you know, it's uh, sometimes the all amateur shows don't get as much attention, but this one's got a lot of potential. Our third panelist, of course, joining this week, also be joining Greg on commentary uh, this weekend with uh, the great Vince Ferrara. We've got Roadhouse Christina Adcock Ricker on the line. Chris, how's it going? Howdy, howdy! Happy to be back. Awesome. Well, this is not your first rodeo here, and hopefully you can uh, you can improve a little bit upon your results from last time, though, because we don't go we don't go soft in the paint here. We're going to give you hell when when it's due. So uh, let's step your game up. All right, here we go, guys. Uh, see, Justin, where do we stand on uh, where do we stand on the uh, on the uh, scores as we go into this uh, this event, the second of twenty twenty one? So we'll start out uh, with Greg. Greg, he's in the lead with 21 points, Hobbs with 18, and Chris will have 17. Oh, so Greg has a three-point lead going into this one. Now, Chris, since your last time here, we have adjusted the way we score slightly. The the uh, the, the winner of the fight uh, will get you two points, but then you have an opportunity to gain a bonus point with the uh, with the method of victory. So if you were to say, uh, call the winner and also mm. by knockout or decision or submission you can get a bonus point but you only get the bonus point if you call the winner right so you can't call the method and get the loser you know what i mean so uh that gives that makes it a little more interesting i think we can we can space things out a little bit a three-point lead for greg and a uh over uh, hobbs and a four-point lead over our uh, our female slot which is uh, christina ricker this week now that uh, last week we had uh, our last show we had hannah rosario this week we've got christina ricker so we're keeping a female uh here for this quarter just to see if they can upset the guys justin i'll turn it over to you all right, guys. So, like I said, we'll start with uh, Greg, then Hobbs, then Chris. 
For our first fight, we have Bud Cook from Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, going against the debuting Alex Stock out of Knoxville, KMA. All right, then. So, uh, you know, Alex Stock's a guy out of KMAA making his debut, as Justin said. He's been kind of one of these guys we've been trying to get a debut, it feels like, for a few shows now. And things, like, always get fucked up, it seems like, and his, his fight doesn't happen. So, like, hopefully it happens this time. I know he's excited to get in there for the first time, taking on the, uh, the veteran, Bud Cook. We all know Bud Cook getting in there for the 12th time. Uh, looking for that first win, and you know he's got a lot of experience. He uh, makes the ride over here from Wilmington, North Carolina, and uh, I know he's excited for it as always. It looks like he's in, in decent shape. He shot me, he sent me some some pictures, not no nudes or anything, but uh, they were. They, it looks like he uh, like he had been uh, he's been working out. So uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll send it around the horn. I'll let Justin uh, take it from here. All right, Greg, you can go ahead and get us started. All right, I wish Christina was going first because she can give us a little insight on Alex Stock, but knowing she's last, she's going to have the advantage. Not really. Bud Cook's on 11. Until he can win, until he can win, I show me I got Alex Stock, my first-round TKO. All right, Hobbs. Yeah, I mean, I don't – shit. I don't know how you go with a guy that's on 11 at this point. Um, I, I'm going uh, – no, fuck you. I'm not. Uh, um, <laughs> no, Alex Stock. And uh, I will take Alex by decision. Decision? Uh, did you just say? I yep. did. He did. Interesting. Okay. All right, Chris. Alex Stock. Um... But, but you can preface preface this uh, if you preface this, Chris, with a little insight on Alex Tucker. We don't really know him, so if you've got any insight on him, then uh, share. They've already picked anyway. Did I just keep all this information for myself since you know, I'm a plucky underdog over here? Right. Um, no, um, Alex Tucker. God, he's been ready for good lord months. This kid has had a fight book and then scraps book and then scraps book and then scraps. Um, I want to say he trains more than all of us. <laughs> Just be perfectly honest. But like I'm talking two morning classes, strength and conditioning in the day. Because I see him at my other job at Frankie's, and then he's back in the evening for all four hours. Like so, he's beyond like I said, Alex uh, Stock TKO. Like I said, specifically, <laughs> it's going to be from some kind of body shot. Like I'm going particular. Mm. It's going to be to the body. Alex like Stock with a, with a with a TKO from uh, Chris as well. Then it sounds like. All right, so yeah. I'll, you trying to change yours from a decision to a TKO? You can't change it. I don't want to no, listen to that, it? Greg. I don't want to listen to Greg cry. No. <laughs> right. I mean, I feel like I feel like the submission's likely in play as well. Yeah, you would think that that would be a, a good pick. All right, so everybody all, takes. In all honesty, a verbal submission is, you know, in play. Oh. An injury timeout. All right, so everybody takes stock. Greg and Chris by TKO, Hobbs by decision. For our next bout, we have uh, Jamal Bell fighting uh, Tyler Jones at 155 in a tie fight, three two-minute rounds. Okay, so we don't, we don't have a lot of tie fights on this card, but the two that we have are are very interesting. Uh, this one, to uh, to lead us off on that portion of the card, we've got Jamal Bell. He is a debut out of Doug Usher's independent MMA 
in Noonan, Georgia. This is the first time he's competed. He's not done MMA either, to my knowledge. Uh, looks to be an in-shape uh, athletic guy, but uh, who knows? He hasn't been in there. He's taking on the young Tyler Jones, who technically is making his debut, although we've seen Tyler Jones many a time as a junior, uh, really kicking a kid's asses uh, from the age of 15 on up. He's just turned 18 about a month ago, so this will be his first official fight with an adult. So it'll be interesting to see how he makes that transition from fighting you know, other youth to like a man. Um, of course, fighting out of the United uh, Karate Studio, Ben, uh, ben Kiker's uh, gym down in Dalton, Georgia, the young offspring of the badass Travis Jones. Yeah, so this kind of uh, could be misleading. You know, it says uh, Jamal Bell, independent out of Newman, Georgia. Independent exactly. and independent MMA are two different things. Very true. You know, independent MMA. That's Doug, for everybody, that's Doug Usher's yeah. gym. Uh, yeah, I mean, there. you're so talking they, about, yeah, they train. They've got legit guys coming through there all the time uh, out of Atlanta. And um, so it's, he's not he's not necessarily an independent fighter. So keep that in mind. Uh, Hobbs, you can go first. Yes, thank you, Justin, because that was my issue there. My spreadsheet here says independent. Yeah, and I mean, I would adjust that. About my, young, my young intern, my, I was dictating this to my, my young intern, Jackson, and uh, he must have misunderstood that one. Yes, well, Jackson Donovan, we're, we have to talk. Well, this is Jackson Todd. This is Jackson Todd, Todd. Jackson yeah. Todd. <laughs> Whichever. Hey, I'm going, uh, I'm sticking with the kid, man. I'm going uh, Tyler Jones. Um, how many fights we got on this card? Twenty-one. Oh shit! Okay, I don't need. We don't need a lot to go in the distance then. Um, I don't know. I'm taking a decision. All right, Chris. If we don't need it, we're gonna get him. Yeah. Are you like a predictor? Like he's prophesying. That's what he's doing. Prophesying. Right. Um, let's go with. Let's go with Bell. I don't know. Let's let's say Bell's bringing some heat. Come on, Bell. Where you want the stop? Uh, you want the stoppage or the decision? Oh, you want the stoppage? Okay. Oh, second round stoppage. Mm-hmm. TKO or submission? Can't submit it. I hope not in a in a oh. tie fight. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yes, go submission, Christina. Go submission. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm supposed to be better than that. Uh, <laughs> hey, he could be a verbal submission, right? Yeah, that's true. Right. Uh, all right, Greg. Um, Tim basically laid out the uh, the red carpet for, for Tyler Jones there. And uh, if he hadn't, I was waiting the third pick to say that that was the pick to take. But um, I don't know if you remember the last time uh, that Tyler fought. He was letting me know, cage side on commentary, that it was too easy. I don't know if you remember that now. He was saying it's too easy. So now he gets to jump up and fight somebody with the hair on their chest. And uh, with that being said, I'm still going Tyler Jones, TKO. Well, TKO, yeah. All right, Hobbs and Greg take Jones. Chris takes Bell. For our third bout, we've got a catchweight at 175 between Jalen Boston. Hey, Justin. Yes. Remember, I got TKO, and he's got decision, though. Yeah, I got it written down. God dang, sure. <laughs> we got Jalen Bostic one and one fighting Chris Kinnett one and oh. This one came together a little bit late. Jalen Bostic is uh one and one out of the Fight House MMA gym, which is uh up in Battle Creek, Michigan. He's got a couple teammates on this card. Don't know a lot about him. I, I think he's a tall, uh, lean fighter. 
Uh, they fought on uh, their their local uh, events uh, that are up in Michigan that are uh, uh, several years back. I don't think they were sanctioned. So this may technically be his actual like debut in a in a sanctioned fight. Uh, other than that, I don't know a whole lot about him. Uh, looks like he's in shape. He's taken on Chris Kinnett, who we've seen one time. Want to know, independent fighter, not out of independent MMA, an independent fighter out of Mountain City, Tennessee, the city of mountains where uh, Billy Combs comes from. And last time out, he got a win over Caleb Holt with a, I want to say it was a first round submission. Uh, he's a short, stocky guy, prison guard up there. Uh, real, uh, real nice dude and a tough, tough guy. Uh, he actually came with a little bit of a, a, you know, Billy, Billy Combs was telling us last time, you know, Hey, he's a badass. Watch out for him. And we, we scoffed at that slightly, but then he came out there and got the win. All right. So Chris, get us started on this one. Well, then let's go with Chris in a decision. All right. Greg? I thought it was way too quick, Chris. I didn't have nothing to go off there. Uh, Bostick, let's do the same thing, but I want to do Chris by Chris by TKO. All right. Hobbs? Um, I'm going to copy Greg. All right. <laughs> Two by TKO and one by decision. Okay. All right. So, bout four is in the featherweight division, 145 pounds MMA. Kevin Cordona out of uh, ATT Lima in Atlanta fighting Elliot Heck out of KMA. This is a very interesting one. We've got Elliot Heck, who is uh, 0-1 out of KMA. Last time we saw him was in the fall of last year, um, and he he got a, uh, a loss to uh, Spencer Brandon out of the Legion. But that was a really good fight, and he had a really nice accounting for himself. Really, it was a war. He, he, they called it a TKO in like the third, but it was like a, a standing TKO. He never went down. He was just kind of starting to get lit up a little bit, but... Very game throughout that whole process, and uh, he's a tall, lean guy. I think this will be his first time at forty-five. That fight was at fifty-five. He's going to be—he's going to be very, very long and tall at one forty-five. Uh, I believe he's had a boxing background, from what I gather, and so it'll be interesting to see uh, how he rebounds here. I know he seems eager to get back in there, taking on Young Buck here, uh, Kevin Cardona, who's making his debut out of Atlanta down there. He trains with Joel Winters, who we'll talk about later in the card, and those guys are always you know young and in shape and ready. Uh, out of that ATT Lima canvas, not ATT Atlanta so much. It's like the it's like the guys that used to be in Gwinnett, and I, I they've kind of like done this offshoot thing now. I think Cody Durden may be there. Um, so uh, he he hasn't fought MMA before, but he has done the USFL. He's a youngster. I think he just turned eighteen, but he's done some pancreation matches on USFL. All right, so Greg, get us started. Oh, man, that was interesting. Yeah, Cody Durden does fight out of that new Lima gym down there. They're blowing it up. Uh, sorry, I'm looking at this right now. And you said that uh, Kevin Cordona is the one out of there, right? And yeah, Cardona, Cardona's out of there. Yeah. And Elliot Heck is from KMA. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, – dang, man. This is a, this is a tough one. This is gonna, this got this got one of those sneaky potentials for early fight of the night. You said that Elliot, I'm trying to picture Elliot. Hey, you said he was huge at 155, but this is at 145. And Kevin he's really Cardona, tall. Anyway. You, say, you say Kevin Cardona trains with Joel Winters and them. And so when you say Kevin Cardona, I'm thinking like he looks like Joel Winters. I haven't got to see him or nothing. I haven't got that. So I'm, if I'm going off of the, what I'm thinking and he's coming out of Lima in the gym, they're going to be ready. But I'm not think that Eric's going to put Elliot Heck in there if he's not ready. He's 0-1. You know, he's, he's hungry. 
I gotta go with Kevin Cardona. What a long time. God. Kevin Cardona, TKO. Oh, my God. I've never. Greg will spend five minutes on his spiel. Pumping the guy up. (laughs) Pumping the guy up that he doesn't pick. He like gives the whole resume for why he's picking heck and then goes, Kevin Cardona. Shit. Man, I was I, I've got Kevin Cardona by TKO, but I really thought this was the one I was gonna be the, the opposite of Greg, and it only justified by his description that I thought I was, but uh, I guess not. But yeah, Cardona, TKO. All right. Well, Chris, I would imagine you will defer. Elliot Heck. Heck, let's go with Heck. Heck, that's my name. Heck. Um, no, boy, he's ready for this. Let's say I give it round two, TKO. All right, so TKO's everywhere. Chris takes Heck. The other two take Cordona. For our next bout, it's a lightweight fight uh, against Matt Gray, debut out of Indian MMA, uh, against Christian McNult, um, independent out of Sevierville, Tennessee. All right. Uh, well, um, so the, we've got um, we've got two debuts here. Um, McNutt is out of Sevierville, and uh, and he's trained around. I want to say he's trained some at KMA, not enough to not enough to, to claim them, and he's trained some at Fit Factory. Uh, but it, but uh, technically, going into this fight as an independent, um, I don't know much more about him. I think he's young youngster. I think he's about nineteen or so, um, and uh, that's really about all I know. Uh, he he's taking on uh, Matt Gray, who's also an MMA debut out of Indian Land MMA, who we saw Indian Land come up there um, or and, and do pretty well, um, but, but came up on the short side with their uh, fighter Ryan Camp, who fought. Uh, Parker Wadman, if you remember that that yoked up wrestler, uh, that was just he's just a beast, a very impressive look at. Uh, but yeah, they've got a good team over there. Um, and Matt Gray has got a decent amount of kickboxing experience. He's got six or seven kickboxing fights at least uh, coming into this, so it's not his first fight. It's his first MMA fight. But he's a striking specialist. All right, so we'll get started with Hobbs on this one. Yes, he was a sexy beast to look at. He was a specimen. Uh, I'm going uh, Matt Gray by sub. All right, Chris. Christian McNutt by decision. Greg? Jeff, did you say Matt Gray was a uh, specimen? What did you say about him? Nothing. Yes. <laughs> I said hey, he was Tim, a sexy he, beast. He had a set. Oh, okay. He had seven uh, fights. Yeah, he's got some kickboxing matches. He's got some kickboxing fights coming into this, uh, but this is his first MMA fight. How was he? Was he? What was his record in kickboxing? Do you remember? You know, six. I, I want to say it was. It was somewhere in the. It was something decent. It was like seven and two or something like that. I want to say also though. Now, don't right. quote me on this, but I, I want to say he picked up several of those in one of these one day or one weekend tournaments that they do, like there's right. IKF or uh, you know what I mean, where they'll they'll go to the beach and do fucking three or four, five, six fights in a weekend. 
Oh man, last time I met anybody named McNutt from Tennessee, I was doing uh, Uber or not Uber, but uh, DoorDash with UTM, and we met this guy named McNutt, and he was with the Q movement, and he was fucking crazy. And he Q really wasn't. He really wasn't. His name was McNutt. He was a damn McNutt. I'm wondering if this guy Christian's related to this McNutt. If he is, dude, I'm totally going with Christian McNutt. Um, because of, no, I, I know I'm going with Christian McNutt. I probably know the McNutt uh, you're talking T- about. T- TKO, I, I know nobody. In, in, <laughs> in, in C- I know McNutt and Seymour. That's that's like that. I'm just impressed we were able to bring the Q into this discussion tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <The Q movement. laughs> All right, so Greg and Chris both take McNutt. Chris, you said decision, correct? Yeah. Chris by decision, Greg by TKO, and Hobbs takes Gray by submission. About number six in the light heavyweight division, 205, William Barnett, debut out of Fight House MMA in Battle Creek, Michigan, taking on Adam Sylvie, 1-0 out of Wolves Den, Martial Arts in Madisonville, Tennessee. This is another one of those that came together, um, you know, last minute kind of. We, we got these boys from Michigan book. Um, Barnett is making his debut. He's a, he's a tall, lanky uh, guy. Uh, light heavyweight uh, or to lighter heavyweight is more like it, I guess. He's about he's six three though. Um, I think this is his first time competing though. Uh, looks athletic, and he's taking on Adam Sylvie, who is the, out of the Wolves Den Martial Arts in Madisonville, Tennessee. He uh, coaches up uh, Chad Finnerty. We've seen him uh, out there doing the slap grappling with uh, that shithead Brian Jackson. Uh, so, uh, you know, he's a, he's a good dude, and I, I want to say he's a white or a blue belt. He may be a blue belt, uh, but he's put together. You know, he's uh, in, in really good shape and, and takes this shit seriously. So uh, I'm excited for this one. All right, start with Chris. Adam Sylvie by submission. Greg? Uh, I'm also going to take Adam Sylvie by submission. Hobbs? Sylvie, TKO. Yeah. All right, Hobbs switching it up a little bit. Because I know oh. I fucked up so much already on this <laughs> 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 All right, now we're about seven at 145 pounds. Caleb Pereira, 0-1 out of Powell Martial Arts in Henniger, Alabama, fighting Ricky Claybo, a debut out of KMA in Knoxville. This is another interesting one here. Now, Ricky Claybo is a debut. Um, this is his first fight. I've heard good things about him. He, uh, I've heard that he's another really tall, rangy, lean fighter at 145. Um, that's really about all I know about him. He's a guy that uh, that they've been kind of talking about making his debut, it seems like, for a few months now. So I'm excited to see him. Uh, Caleb Perea, um He's 0-1 out of Powell Martial Arts. That's Jeff Powell's group down there, Sam McAlpin, all those those cats down there in Alabama. He's he, I think, may have done some cross training with Blaylocks. He uh, he's these guys are going to look very different in stature because Perea is more of like your short squat bulldog, whereas Claybo's your tall, lanky, lean guy. So uh, there's kind of a, a, a clash of styles. And I'm excited to see how how this one goes. Actually, get started with Greg. Yeah, before we started, I was gonna probably just go with Ricky. Uh, I don't, I don't know nothing about him, but I have sparred with Caleb Brewer at Blaylocks before, and uh, I don't think he's shown all that he's capable of in the cage. Uh, I got, I'm gonna go with Caleb here with uh, the TKO. <laughs> all right, Hobbs. Um, I am gonna go 
uh, with Ricky, Tricky Ricky, by sub. Chris? Ricky with them hands. Ricky uh, with them hands. Let's round three. Alright. So Chris takes Claybo by TKO, Hobbs by the, by submission, and Greg Pahea by TKO. Alright. So on to our next bout of the evening. We have bout number eight against uh it's 185 pounds. Skylar Cobb debut out of Knuckle Up in Rome, Georgia, fighting Colin Robinson, one and out of Team Link in Worcester, Massachusetts. Yeah, this is like super, super uh, late uh, put together. Originally, supposed to be Colin Robinson versus David Davis. David Davis pulled out this week. Johnny Roberts takes his place. He didn't even bother to freaking pull out. He just started, he just ghosted me, so he's out. And now, as of today, young Skylar Cobb steps in. Skylar Cobb making his debut out of uh, out of uh, Rome, Georgia. Looks like a young buck. He, he's put together. Looks like he's in good shape. Very eager, you know. He was a guy that we we're talking about making his debut in March, and uh, he heard we had an opening today, and he was very eager to fill it. So thank you to Skyler for stepping up, and he'll be taking on Colin Robinson, who comes all the way down from Massachusetts. Team Link up there. He's been down here before. Last time out, he had a very impressive showing with a first round win, a very large uh, following up there in Massachusetts. Man, this kid sells a lot of pay per views. Uh, a former football player at the collegiate level. Uh, just a really, really nice prospect. All right. Hob to get us started. Yeah, Worcester. Worcester. I love it. Uh, yeah, I like that kid, man. Um, yeah, I real mean, professional that, acting. Yeah, not, yeah, not just the pay-per-views. He had, he had a few people there, man, so that mm-hmm. he had some travel. like that kid a lot. I'm glad he's back. Uh, but definitely uh, thank you, Skylar Kyle, for picking up the slack for uh, the D-bags out there who yeah. look and – Book and shook, so appreciate that, Cobb. But I'm going with uh, Robinson TKO. All right, Chris. Let's go. What'd you say? Skylar Cobb was his last name? Yes, Skylar Cobb. Let's go there with decision. I mean, anybody who's willing to step up like a week of, he's ready. Somebody get a pick here for Mr. Cobb. Yeah. Greg? Yeah, shout out to Skylar Cobb for stepping up. But uh, what's the age difference on these guys? Uh, Cobb looks to be like pretty young. Uh, he, I think he's about nineteen. Robinson's about twenty-two. Okay. Well, yeah, I was gonna go with the uh, go just go against Jeff, but I'm gonna go with Colin Robinson TKO. All right. Why, why don't you say what you're gonna do and then don't? Just say yeah, what right. you're gonna well, do. because I just look at, I'll tell you why. Because I just looked at his Facebook and the kid looks like he's 13 years old. Bless his heart. Like I mean, he probably might come out being a killer. Looks can be deceiving, but like I mean, he's taking it on five days' notice. I don't know if he knows what he's got himself into against this amateur he's lightweight. Taking it on two <laughs> days' notice. Still in France. Yeah. All right. Sorry. So, uh, Hobbs and Greg both take Robinson by TKO. Chris with Cobb by decision. Next up, we have a featherweight fight against Nahibo Mizra. Najib. Najib Mirza. Najib Mirza. uh, 1-0 out of Spartan Academy in Columbia, South Carolina, taking on David or Dustin Garrett, 2-1 out of DC Combat in Murphy, North Carolina. 
is another sleeper fight. Najib Mirza is uh, uh, very uh, highly touted coming out of that Spartan Academy, who up until this point, for the most part, Spartan has really just brought us uh, Muay Thai guys, and they've all looked really good. But they've got MMA over there. Uh, Gibson Saw, uh, you know, very respected black belt coach over there. Uh, Najib Mirza appears to be more uh, grappling oriented from what I can gather. And that's why I thought this fight would be really good with Dustin Garrett, who uh, is two and one out of that DC combat camp camp over in North Carolina. He's fought all three fights for us. And he's one of these, uh, you know, he's lived by the sword, die by the sword kind of guy. You know, he's out there, he balls to the wall, going for it. He's really got nice transitions and scra- uh, scrambles. Uh, he's, uh, he's quick. Uh, we haven't been able to see if he can, you know, keep that same pace up uh, through uh, the the full three rounds because he's either gotten beaten. I uh, can remember he fought Anthony Cochran. And he was doing really well uh, until uh, Cochran ended up catching him uh, in the second round. Um, and other than that, he, he had uh, both uh, submission finishes of his own. So, uh, you know, Garrett's a guy that has uh, got a good motor. And I think that Mirza will be a real nice test for him. All right, Chris, we'll get started with you. Dustin Garrett. I really like that kid. I really like what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, really nice teammate, But he did a really good job against Anthony. Um, so, let's go Dustin Garrett. First round, TKO. Okay, Greg. Hey, real quick. I'm, I'm on a miss you saying this. Does Najib, does he have a, a, a what, you know his belt rank is in Jiu-Jitsu? I, I believe he's blue. Blue. Man, ah. You, you all know I'm going to go with the wrestler, but dude, I can't. I, you know, Anthony Cochran showed that jujitsu. I don't know. Anthony Cochran's a good, was a damn good wrestler now, man. I can't. And Brakefield didn't have wrestling when they fought. It's a tough fight to pick. Garrett uh, fought Brakefield last. That's who he fought last. Yeah, he beat he beat him in the first round. You yeah, know, and that's what. Yeah. All right, let's go with let's stick with Dustin Garrett first round, man. Let's go uh, to TKO. Okay, Hobbs. Two things. One, I've got Garrett on sub, but two, just out of curiosity, Tim, do you think like these shows release on Thursday? You think we've ever lost somebody from a card based on us giving them shit or picking against them? <laughs> oh, I've thought about that before. Like, I wonder if they're like driving here and they're listening to this and they're like, "Shit, man, I'm gonna get my ass kicked." You know, like, that's a good. That's a good point. <laughs> I don't know either. Release these after weigh-ins or something. All right. <laughs> All right. So you got Garrett sub, right? Yeah. Yes. All right. So Greg and Chris took Garrett by TKO. Hobbs took Garrett by sub. Tenth All bout, right. we have uh, featherweights Joshua Kelly debut uh, out of independent MMA in Newman, Georgia. Uh, again, there with Doug Usher and fighting uh, Elijah Gilbert. Three and three out of KMA. Man, I, I, this is becoming a broken record, but like just looking at the rest of this card, like shit's getting pretty good from here, man. Like there's there's like some real real solid scraps here, and so this one's one forty five. Elijah Gilbertson, we've talked about him now for a long time. Everybody knows I'm a fan of Mister Gilbertson. Uh, three and three uh, started out zero and three and joined KMAA and has snapped off three in a row since. Has really just kind of improved his confidence. It feels like uh, in, you know enormously. Uh, real sweetheart of a guy and, and very uh, long and tall uh, and lean at one forty five. He's another guy with just an incredible build. 
145. And so uh, he's got he's kind of got those natural physical tools to, to do something. Uh, taking on Joshua Kelly, debut out of Doug Usher's Independent MMA. Now, this is an interesting one, I think, because. You know, Gilbertson was uh, was kind of brought along a little bit uh, in his last three, getting his confidence back up. And now he's going to be fighting a guy out of a reputable gym in Joshua Kelly who won't have the experience uh, of Gilbertson. I think Gilbertson's edge and experience will certainly help him here. Uh, but, you know, J- Doug Usher, the coach of Joshua Kelly, isn't going to put him in there with a guy with six fights if he doesn't feel confident in his ability. So uh, both these guys look very similar. Like I-, I made the comment, Josh Kelly, if you look at the pictures, he looks like Elijah before life got a hold of Elijah. <laughs> Like, he looks like like Elijah before he got tatted up and, and bearded, you know? So, like, uh, anyway, that's uh, that's my take on this. And this is going to be a fun one. All right, Greg. And I got to start out. Every time I pick against Elijah, he always wins. And I like Elijah, so I'm going to go with Joshua Kelly, PKO. Hubs? <laughs> yeah, I like that, Tim. Looks like Elijah before life kicked his ass. <laughs> before before problems, before, right? Uh, I I like the Gilbert kid too, man. I, I definitely uh, I don't know that I was a big fan of his when he first came to us, but uh, man, like you said, light switch has uh, gone off since he's joined KMA. Completely different guy, um, and and I'm going Gilbertson TKO. All right, Chris. Gilbertson second round TKO. 100%. All right. Chris and Hobbs both going Gilbertson TKO. Greg going Kelly TKO. All right. Next up, we have welterweights. Amios Boyd, one and two out of Boyd Brothers in Atlanta, Georgia, fighting Sheldon Wright, two and O out of Diego Bispo Academy in Norfolk, Virginia. Norfolk. 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 So, uh, yeah, so we got Amio's Boyd. Uh, we've been seeing a lot of Amio's Boyd and all them Boyd brothers. Last time we saw Amio's was at Primal Combat as far as being in action, and he got the win over uh, Tyler Edwards' uh, protege, Eric Reyes. He looked pretty good out there before that. Lost a decision that he took a fight on 24 hours notice against Bronson Bazorgi. We know Bronson Bazorgi is the real deal. Lost a decision there, but was had great accounting for himself. He, you know, he's, he's, he's in shape, uh, muscular guy, um, originally out of, uh, out of Israel, uh, Amio's boy. If you talk to him, you'll, you'll hear that accent just ever so vaguely, but man, he's an old G he's been around. And, uh, so he's coming into this one, uh, with a lot of confidence and he's going to need it against this, uh, this, uh, prospect Selden Wright. Uh, very uh, young in his career at two and zero, but uh, with that uh, Old Dominion wrestling background, this guy's a Division One wrestler at Old Dominion. That's the real deal, guys. And this guy's one of those blue chip prospects who we saw him last time out win a decision over Sean Milks. But uh, you know, uh, he he still kind of showed to be slightly one dimensional. I thought in that fight, I'd like to see him kind of open up beyond that wrestling. Uh, but you know, he he may have to stick to his bread and butter against a, a tough guy like Amio's Boyd. All right, Hobbs, you got the OG or the prospect? Yeah, well, you guys know, man. I'm, I'm really high on wrestlers, man. And, you know, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I always pick the wrestler. Yeah, you know, guys, I always pick the wrestlers, and I appreciate them way more than uh, my counterparts do. Uh, I don't think they give the wrestlers enough credit. Uh, I'm always going to go with the wrestler. Uh, so I'm definitely taking the, uh, the OD, baby. Not the OG, but the OD, Old Dominion. I'm going Sheldon Wright. By uh, TKO. Wow. All right, Chris. 
Yeah, let's do Sheldon's decision. Greg. We're going to pull out that broom boy from Norfolk. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, TKO. TKO. So Greg and Hobbs taking TKO. Chris takes the decision. Next up, we have middleweights. Uh, Sean Milks, one and one out of eight corners MMA in Orange, Virginia. Taking on Alex Lewandowski, three and two from KMA in Knoxville. So we just talked about Sean Milks briefly. He was the opponent that we saw Selden Wright fight in his first fight. And if we recall, I mean, he he's well put together, uh, you know, in good shape. Uh, he wasn't able to stop those takedowns from Wright, but if you recall, he was all like immediately fighting for arm bars and scrambling for some sort of submission. So he never just kind of accepted his fate there off of his back. He just couldn't stay off of his back. But that said, that's forgivable against a uh, wrestler to the level of Selden Wright. So Sean Milks comes in at one one, looking to Binge that uh, loss. That's really about all we can take from it is that he was like a very game. He didn't get finished, and he was always fishing for submissions, even though he he ended up on his back. Now he's taking on Alex Lewandowski, who we haven't seen in a minute. Uh, last time out, man, I can't remember this guy's name that he fought. But the last time out, if you guys remember, Lewandowski fought this crazy like Aaron rock Benjamin and roll. Phoenix. Ben, Benjamin, Benjamin Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, fucking, yeah, right. yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, he had the he had the eye makeup on. That's crazy. Remember? Yeah, yeah, man, it was yeah. great. But Lewandowski kicked his ass. <laughs> and, oh uh, shit, yo, and, I forgot uh, about that dude. That was funny, wasn't it? That was awesome. I missed that shit. I want to uh, see him back. I want to see him back. I want to see him back. I, I need to see him back too. I want to see him and like Tommy Waller, but because uh, that's like good yeah. versus. I don't know uh, if y'all watched uh, Letter Kenny, but he reminds me of the one emo guy the, on Letter Kenny, man. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard, yeah, Leonard. Yeah, Leonard, yeah, yeah. That's what he reminded me of. But Lewandowski, man. Lewandowski's a guy that, you know, uh, the first half of his career, he was sliding out of Newport with the Newport Combat Club there. John Hall and the gang has since uh, seen the light and moved to KMAA where he's uh, training, uh, you know, with top top level talent. Obviously, he's already had a fight or two under his belt. Uh, he, he, he lost the title fight to Tank Wilson. And that was kind of like the turning point when he joined KMA at that point. But if you recall, he had a pretty good accounting for himself, gave Tank one of the better fights anybody's given him. Uh, so he already mm-hmm. kind of had that baseline toughness, I guess you would say. Uh, he's uh, he's not a huge guy uh, at the weight class. I think that, uh, you know, his dimensions are going to limit him, uh, potentially get some of your uh, you know elite level talent at 185. But in this particular fight, I think it makes for a really nice style matchup here is Milks is you know, got got pretty solid jujitsu. Lewandowski, for the most part, has been fighting more brawler bangers. So yeah, I think it's a it's a nice, uh, interesting style clash. All right, Chris, we'll start with you. I was gonna say the last time I watched Alex Barr, like given given credit to his stature and his size, he went a thirty four minute round with Vince. Oh wow! Years. Yeah. 34 minutes. Incredible. And I'm not going to say he won that round. (laughs) However, um, to hang in like he did, he showed a a whole lot of improvement. So I'm going with Alex. I'm going with Alex in the first round. And I'd like to see a submission from Alex. Nice. Greg? Somebody unmute Greg. 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 All right, sorry, y'all had me muted. Y'all, damn y'all. Um, uh, 
I'm gonna have to go with Lewandowski too. Probably at decision. No, we're gonna go with a TKO. All right, Hobbs. <laughs> I am also taking Alex the Big Lewandowski. Wasn't that that movie? Oh, Lebowski. Lebowski. Oh, well, he needs to change it. Big Lewandowski. That's the worst. Big Lewandowski. That works for me. Uh, Lebowski. Lewandowski, uh, also by TKO. All right. So Chris takes sub, trying to get the extra point. The other guys go with TKO. I'm glad Christina's on commentary. Not giving directions. Not giving directions on the corner. <laughs> He's got like a clear TKO. Take the arm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, about thirteen featherweights, 145 pounds. Justin McRae, two and one out of Fight House MMA, Battle Creek, Michigan, taking on Jalen Harper, two and one now out of Agogi Combatives in Chattanooga. So McRae is kind of like the ringleader of the this uh, trio we've got coming from Battle Creek, Michigan, with the Fight House MMA. He's kind of my my liaison, if you will, and he's the one with the experience. He comes in with a few fights already, albeit on uh, those uh, the circuit up there, which you know is not a whole lot known about it. So you know the the jury's out. I really don't know uh, what what to make of him. We'll find out. Uh, seems like a, a fine young man, and uh, we'll, he's he's eager to get down here and, and show what they can do. You know the things are shut down up in Michigan. So so they're excited to get down here and and, uh, and get some fights in. He's taking on Jalen Harper, two and one, formerly of AKB, now with Agogi Combatives. This will be his first fight out of that camp. Last time out, if you recall, we saw him in Chattanooga with a highlight reel, knockout of the year, head kick, um, just incredible. And so he's rolling in here with some confidence. All right, we'll get started with Greg on this one. Um. Sorry, I was reading. I'm uh, I'm gonna go with a new teammate of mine that just came to Gogi. Uh, he's been leveling up as far as his ground game. I'm gonna. I, I I personally think he's gonna knock him out. But after hearing this, we were talking about you know fighters listening. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Harper uh, Harper by submission. Hobbs. I'm trying to concentrate. Greg was reading. <laughs> I want I want I mean I'm interested to see how much Jalen's dropped off after going to Gogi. Um <laughs> uh, man, I always liked the Harper kid, man. I liked him a lot. Um but I'm going to go Harper by submission because I think he's probably uh you know you know, we're AKB with, with David and them back in the day. I mean, everything was kind of stand up. Uh, and I, I think he's probably got a good dose of some ground uh, training since moving to a gogi. So I'm going to say Jalen's going to uh, sneak out a sub. All right, Chris. You said McCray's not been tra- – what's shut down in Michigan? He well, just MMA. Yeah, yeah. Events, events, oh. essentially. So they've just been desperate to try to find fights because they don't have anything up there. So let's go with Jalen by decision. I said Justin's got some blue balls, so <laughs> give Jalen a hard time. All right, so Chris takes uh, Jalen by decision. The other two take Jalen by submission. Next up, uh, about third. Let's see, about fourteen. We have. Uh, 
130-pound catchweight fight between Javante Miles Trow, 2-3, and three, out of Rocket City MMA in Huntsville, Alabama, taking on Ray Hewlett, 4-3, uh, and three, out of KMA. All right. And I'm a fan of both of these guys, and this is a really interesting fight. And it, I, you get the feeling these guys kind of knew they were eventually going to cross paths. You know, they, they were both uh, running the same circuit there, flyweight, uh, uh, some bantamweight there for, for JMT, Javante Miles Trow. But he, he did make 125 his last time out. Sounds like it's going to be a little bit tougher on him this time. Ray Hewitt, of course, uh, four and three coming off the title fight last time out. Didn't have a good uh, a good outing against a very, very tough Kyle Lindner uh, who submitted him pretty quick. So I think the question is going to be, is Ray able to to kind of bounce back mentally and not let that loss uh, crack his confidence? Because his confidence was very high coming in uh, to that fight uh, on a three fight winning streak. You know, uh, so, uh, you know, he's a tall, long, nearly six foot tall uh, flyweight with you know, crazy dimensions there. Uh, and he showed both submission prowess and the ability to strike. So, you know, Ray's really coming along. And I think the main thing is just how's his confidence going to be coming into this JMT Javante miles trowel uh, comes in at two and three. And uh, you know, I think his last time out was a loss on AFC, if I can recall. Uh, but he's always tough, man. He's, he's uh, he hasn't won a fight for us yet, but he's both, he, both the fights he's been in um, were very good fights and they all went, they both went to decision. Uh, he lost the decision to young uh, Lucas Farrow in Nashville, and then he lost the decision to Jacob Harrell last year uh, up at 145. So he's in a very uh, kind of short, compact, explosive, athletic guy, very much a, a clash of styles here. And I think the main thing for Trowell is going to be making this weight uh, without it, without it really decimating him. Okay, Mr. Hobbs. Uh Man, I, I tend to like to think I don't have to worry about Ray's confidence uh, as much as I, I, I think he's going to come in really hungry. Um, so I am taking Ray Hewlett by submission. Chris? I also say Ray by submission. Ground gets improved extraordinarily, and nah, his confidence is not an issue. Have you Greg. seen meme game? Me? No. <laughs> <laughs> Greg? Uh, I'm I'm looking and thinking right now. I want to go against these guys just because because every time I pick against Ray, he wins. I'll go with JVT uh, by decision by TKO. We'll play. We'll play dangerous. We'll play degenerate. All right. So Chris and Hobbs take Hewlett by submission. Greg with JVT by TKO. Next up. At 155 pounds tie fight, we have Kayla or Charlie Miller, four and four out of Spartan Academy in Columbia, South Carolina, taking on Travell Boone, eleven and three out of Nashville MMA. This is our second and final tie fight. I've got it higher up on the card here because these guys, uh, these guys are really good. Uh, last time out, Charlie Miller. Well, first, let me say both these guys were uh, were scheduled to be in the ill-fated uh, Muay Thai tournament that didn't happen. But uh, they were uh, they were they were both down to, to get in there and, and give it a go against some very tough competition. That's for sure. Um, anywho, we've got Charlie Miller out of that Spartan Academy where uh, Najib Mirza coming from. Last time out, we saw him fight and win against Triple Crown fighter Paul Schneider. Tall, lean, lanky, very skilled, very technical, uh, and then uh, also very skilled and very technical. The, the veteran Travell Boone at a national MMA, 14 fights under his belt. Very athletic, very, uh, 
very traditional Thai style. He's, he's been fighting for years. So th- this is going to be a really good, uh, close technical battle, I think. And there's talk about Travell Boone making the switch to do MMA here soon. So that'll be interesting. Ms. Adcock. Charlie Miller. Decision. Decision, you say? Yes, sir. All right, Greg. Go with T. Boone by decision. Hobbs. No doubt, Travell Boone. This kid's a specialist. Seen him many, many times. This is what he does. Travell Boone by stoppage. Specialist. He is a special specialist. (laughs) Chris going with Miller by decision. Hobbs and Greg both take Boone. Hobbs by TKO. Greg by decision. Next up, we have 155-pound lightweight MMA, Isaiah Boyd 1-0 out of Boyd Brothers MMA in Atlanta, Georgia. Taking on Bronson Bazorgi 4-0 out of KMA in Knoxville. Before I get to this one, I'll, I'll mention that last fight. The tie fight will be under advanced rules, so no uh, shin guards and no headgear. That'll be that'll be really really fun. Yeah, yeah. They have will they have so, elbows and knees uh, and el- elbows with with the pads. Though right. I will, they have to wear pads on their elbows. Um, okay, uh, on to this one. Another good one, man. Bronson Bazorgi <laughs> takes on his second. Boyd brother. Uh, we talked about him earlier with the decision win over Amio's Boyd, who took that fight on very short notice. Uh, Bronson's uh, 4-0, man. Uh, reputation for being just a, a hitter. Uh, just a very, very uh, aggressive, tough guy. Um, you know, he's seen himself actually in some kind of sticky predicaments in the Amio's Boyd fight and maybe once or twice in the Christian Lee fight, but he's always fought out of him. 4-0, he's got to be looking at a title fight with a win here over the uh, the one and no Amios Boyd, who uh, last time out uh, got a win uh, over one of Caleb Holt's uh, cohorts uh, that, that came to fight. His name escapes me right now, but uh, he's a tough kid. Uh, but Isaiah is very tall at, at this weight. I mean, he's probably man. He's every bit of six two, I would say, at this weight. So I uh, I think that it's going to be it's a one fifty five fight. Um, I think that may present some interesting challenges to Bazorgi. He hasn't fought someone uh, built like this yet. And uh, you know that Isaiah is going to be looking to avenge that loss of his brother. All right. This time we will start with Greg. Uh, just because you just mentioned he's trying to avenge that loss of his brother. I don't, I, I'm just, I'm going with Zorgi, man. I've seen him fight too many times. He's a pretty good kid. Uh, I think it'll go to decision, but I think it'll be a good fight. Hobbs. Yeah, uh, the brothers keeper thing is interesting. Uh, and I saw four brothers with Mark Wahlberg. That was pretty good. <laughs> um, it's a underrated, very underrated movie. My favorite. Okay. Um, but I'm going. I'm going with. Uh, I mean, listen. I got, I got Greg chuckling. He can't stop. Uh, I'm going Bazorgi as well, man. Uh, I think it's going to be a TKO in the later rounds when they're both exhausted. Chris? I agree. Hobbs, Bronson, in the third round, the TKO. All right. Chris and Hobbs take Bronson, Bazorgi, TKO in the later rounds. Greg goes with decision by Bazorgi. Next up, 
We have a title fight at 145 pounds. Joel Winters, two and one out of AT&T Lima in Atlanta, taking on the champion, Andrew Sturdivant, four and five out of Blaylocks in Fort Oglethorpe. Or actually, this is a vacant title, so uh, Sturdivant's not the champion. Yeah, Gary Sharp beat uh, Gary Sharp uh, avenged his only amateur loss to Andrew Sturdivant last time out in winning that championship. Now, Gary Sharp has since gone pro, and so that that title has gone back to vacant status. Sturdivant back in there for it because, man, tell you what, uh, I say it all the time. Sturdivant's guy where his record may not be sterling, but like it's only because he's fought the toughest motherfuckers you can give him. And so, uh, you know, he's every bit, uh, uh, you know, worthy of getting back in there for that strap, which he wanted to do. We're going to do it against Joel Winters, a guy who, uh, we've seen three times now. Uh, we've seen him look good, uh, with a win over Anthony Cochran. We've seen him get, uh, outclassed by Garrett Sharp, uh, by, by submission, if I can recall. But then the last time out, he came back and he got a win over, uh, Brandon Williamson out of PMAC down there, uh, uh, Jeff Powell and those guys got a decision win in Chattanooga. Uh, athletic kid, good wrestling, good explosion. Uh, you know, he's, his teammate Cardona is on this one. So uh, this this is a really interesting fight. I think this is a one that could go either way. All right, Hobbs. Just Sturdivant's like the guy everybody else complains about. How the hell is he always in title fights and always never has to start over? What kind of bullshit is this, man? Uh, <laughs> what... Uh, Big quick big question is: Is Joel still El Chino, or is it? I think it is El. I think he is El Chino. Is it still El Chino? There was something before that. There was. I, uh, I want to say there was something that had to do with like a, maybe it was like a jaguar or something like that. that yeah, something? yeah. And I can't trust a guy who changes nickname over and over again. I am going Sturdivant by uh, decision. Chris? Shoo, shoo, shoo. This is tough. Okay, because sometimes I feel like Sir Devant, like last time we fought Garrett, like I think there's a better version of Sir Devant than who fought Garrett last time, like sure. 100%. Um, because Garrett can get the job done, obviously, not knocking my teammate, but Joel, though, Sir Devant in the second round. TKO. TKO. This is all right. I, just, I would love to see it. Correct. <laughs> all right. Hey, Jeff, you remember when we talked about Starvage record? Lost win, lost win, lost win, lost win. Yes. Yes. Guess what? He's due he's, up. He's, he's due, due up, up for a win right here. And if you go look at Joe Winter's record, he is win, loss, win. He's due for a loss. I'm going with Andrew Starvage, uh by submission. It's like prestige worldwide, baby. There's like there's science behind this shit. All right, so everybody takes third of it. Greg goes submission, Hobbs goes decision, Chris goes TKO. We're all over the board. Yeah. Next up, next up we have a heavyweight title fight between Jesse, the Pride Slayer Romans, four and five out of Triple Crown in Florence, Kentucky, taking on CJ Baker, six and zero. Oh. He's the champion out of Blaylock's IMB in Ogle, Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia. 
Another intriguing one here, C.J. Baker coming in undefeated, uh, you know, uh, with a win last time out. The first time he'd been drugged into the second round against the Black Cowboy, Julian Goins, gets a decision there. Cardio starting to look a little suspect, I thought, in that second round, but he got the job done. It's a, I think it's something that he that he knows he has to address, and I'm sure he has. Um, he's going to be, uh, you know, uh, probably looking to go pro, I would guess. Uh, either one of these guys potentially looking to go pro uh, with a win, I could say here. Now, he's taking on the Pride Slayer, Jesse Roman, we talked to him last week, and man, he is—he's uh, character. Uh, Jesse's just a real good dude. Uh, He's—he uh, comes out there with a lot of uh, a lot of intensity, a lot of—you uh, know—he comes out to the, you know, like a Viking. He's stomping out there, he's shouting at you in German, and and he does nothing but come forward and throw throw heat. So, um, you know, I think that this will be the first guy that's really kind of brought it like that with CJ. But at the same time, uh, CJ is going to have such a massive size and reach advantage over Jesse. Uh, to overcome. So, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, CJ is still going to be, uh, you know, your favorite on paper, but I think just stylistically, this could be interesting. Uh, you know, Jesse Romans is really trained up for this one and, and, and excited for the opportunity. And he told us last week, he's, he's had training partners of this size to help him get ready. So uh, man, it's another one that I, I just can't say enough. I'm, I'm excited to see it. All right, Chris, it's on you. Do you do? I'm pulling a Greg and I'm Facebook stalking people like a creep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Jesse Roman with a decision. All right. Greg? Man, Chris, don't try to be like me. I'm sitting here with a black hood over my helmet looking on Facebook right now. I got a hood over my I look creepy as hell right now. Yes. Why do you have a helmet on? Why do you think Greg has well, a helmet on? look creepy. <laughs> so I'm creeping, man. I'm creeping all over Facebook for these for all these guys right here. But TJ Baker's five and for a reason. That's a big guy, and he's got hands. Uh, I don't think that uh, go, uh, not Goins, but I don't think that uh, Romans. I don't think that Romans ten. Yeah, I don't think ten is going to hold up here in the first round. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I'm sorry, TJ Upset alert. Oh, it's happening. Jesse Romans. CJ Baker is going to gas in the second round. And it's going to, Romans is going to have, he's going to have, you don't think he's going to make it. That is the telltale. If he can get him to that point where he was in this last fight, Romans isn't going to be as tired and slow as the Black Cowboy was. And he's going to be able to jump on that opportunity. And he's going to get in. He's going to get Baker in a predicament, and he's going to be able to have. Uh, you know, he's going to have something left in the gas tank to be able to throw enough punches to where the referee has to stop it. It's a TKO for Jesse Romans. All right, Hobbs takes Man. TKO. Chris takes decision for Romans, and Greg takes CJ by TKO. Go ahead, Greg. <laughs> Nothing. I'm just racking up points over here. Go, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy with the damn helmet on. I'm in hood. I'm in hood. Black hood. I'm sitting here creepy as hell with my sunglasses on. I'm, I got like, a, I'm telling you, I'm creepy. I got a hood so, over my helmet. Yeah, hood over my helmet. <laughs> over my helmet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Like like the kid whose parents got to put helmets on them while they walk around the house. I'm proud of you. Be proud of your helmet. I was actually, proud of it. Don't let them I was actually, it's like it's really it's a dip. It's like one of those. Never mind. Aluminum full helmets, but whatever. I don't care what you say about this. <laughs> <laughs> Safety first. Thank you, Chris. 
Anyway, next up, we have the strawweight title fight, 125 pounds. Uh, Shamar Hawaii Perez, 4-4 four and four out of Team Wildside in Clarksville, coming up t- to fight Kyle Linder, 4-0. Um, come, he's fighting now, I guess, out of Shield Systems in Knoxville, Tennessee, 4-0. He's the champion. Yeah, another one uh, that is, uh, you know, it's in my opinion, this will be the toughest test yet for for our champion, Kyle Lindner. Uh, for those that aren't familiar with this one, uh, you know, originally out of uh, Connecticut, uh, trained at uh, uh, Glover Teixeira's gym up there. And um, <clears throat> he, he wanted to come down here and get some fights. Obviously, things were shut down up there. And uh, he was like, I'm going to come down there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay and, and train uh, for the weeks leading up to the fight. Uh, and so th- we started talking. I was like, well, you know, if you were to win this one, I, I need to have somebody coming coming up on the other side of Ray Hewitt uh, to go for this 125 title. So if you, were to, if you were to beat Nick Ferguson, maybe line you and Ray Hewitt up for the title next. It's like, all right, cool. Well, he runs through Nick Ferguson in seconds. And then he just stays here. This is after being here for a month. He, he trained at Shield System and lived here for a month, stays here another month. Uh, to to continue to fight uh, against Ray Hewitt, he, he went home for the holidays, and and now he's been back here already for nearly a month. And he on his tapology, he changed it to Shield Systems and fighting out of Knoxville, so he may have just moved down here. Good for him. Uh, like he really shows that he is uh, invested in his career, and uh, you know he seems to really fit in well at that Shield Systems uh, camp. So uh, he's coming in with a lot of steam, man. Two wins in a row over uh, Ferguson and Hewitt in a combined time of less than 30 seconds i would think uh we haven't really gotten to see him in there for any length of time he's just such an aggressive grappler uh he'll be taking on hawaii perez out of that team wild side in clarksville home of nate train land weir and a bunch of other tough motherfuckers uh hawaii perez shamar perez a lot of experience and he's a tall lanky a lean athletic 125 he's fought in the umaf national tournaments uh he's been around man so it's a it's a good test for linder and, uh, you know, after this last fight, Linder got on the mic and said, I don't think there's any amateurs in Tennessee that uh, that can give me a challenge. I may just have to go pro before I'd even gotten out of the building. Uh, Hawaii Perez was in my inbox saying, hey, let me have a crack. Let me let me show him. So uh, he's he's confident coming in here and uh, is another one that, uh, you know, I think will be fireworks. All right. Back to you, Greg. Uh, big time heavy on Kyle Linder. I'll take him by decision. Uh, I too, I'm definitely a big time supporter of Kyle Linder. I like everything he's done since we since we met him. Um, but I've known High Perez a long time too, and that guy is he's he's skilled. Um, you know, we talked to High on the uh, Valor Hour. When was that? A couple of weeks ago. And, yeah, and and the only thing, uh, it, which I have no problem. I, I told uh, High when we talked. You know what what scares me about his game though is is He's a real patient fighter. Um, he likes to take his time, um, and and I don't think that that's going to suit him well in a fight like this. I think Linder's going to bring it to him, uh, but you know, like you said, I've never seen anybody really challenge Linder here. But I think Kai could get him into some predicaments on the ground. So it's going to be a great fight, man. These last five are great. This, these last five are like our WrestleMania, you know, for for the yeah. amateurs here. Um, this is a close one, um, but I am going to stick with the champ just based on what we've seen with him fight after fight after fight. But I, I'm not going to be surprised if Perez, uh, if, if he's aggressive, if Perez is gr- aggressive, he can win this fight. 
Okay, Greg. Uh, well, how how do you think that this fight's gonna end? Uh, well, I know. Yeah, I'm talking to Hobbs, but he I'm talking to Hobbs, but he Hobbs was 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 acting like you. What, oh, what's your what's your oh. pick, Hobbs? I said Linder. I'm going with yeah. Linder. By what? By awesomeness, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> can somebody get a hold of? Uh, I'll text. Uh, what's it? I'll text Ben. Kyle needs a nickname before the fight. We got to get to work on that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going Linder by decision. All right, Chris. Copy. Copy cat. I really want Perez just because of his experience. When's the last time Perez fought? Jeff, you probably be, he did kickbox like he hasn't done even May. I don't think in a minute, but he did. Didn't he do time relatively re- lately? Yeah, I did uh, last show. I worked in Dixon, Tennessee, a couple months back, a few months back. Uh, the last two times I've seen him have been, you know, Thai kickboxing, which he, you know, he dominated. Um, but again, he left it up to the judges, uh, really working points. And I think sometimes when you see judges, mm-hmm. you know. I know Justin knows what I'm talking about. You're judging a fight, but you're also thinking about how you think the other judges are judging it. Uh, I could see it coming. Like they were just taking those little flurries from the other guy uh, more serious. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Linder by split decision. Like I think it's going to be split. All right. So everybody takes Linder by decision on that one. Okay. Next up in the co-main event, we got the welterweight title, Samaj Portis, three and zero out of Team Notorious MMA, Columbus, Ohio, taking on the champion Carter Beekman, four and two out of Blaylock's IMB, Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia. Okay, this is uh, the the title defense for Carter Beekman. Beekman won the one seventy title. Uh, if, if we let's see now, when did uh, Carter win that belt? Do we recall? Carter beat, uh, anybody got that in front of him? Was that in Chattanooga? Um, no, he lost in Chattanooga when he was going for the 155 title with Dan Bailey. Mm-hmm. Right. But he, but he, but he won. Alan Miller. Alan yes. Miller, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan Miller. That's right. He fought Alan Miller, my man, the Amish assassin. Shout out Alan Miller. He moved to Florida. But uh, anyway, he, he knocks out Alan Miller with a body shot. He's knocked out a lot of guys. He's a, he's a very heavy handed guy. He's very aggressive. He's got some some real pretty knockouts on his on his record. Um, <clears throat> ran into Dan uh, Bailey last time out trying to become champ champ. And uh, wasn't able to overcome Bailey's wrestling, lost the decision, comes back up to defend his title now, 170. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's he's dialed in for this one. He, he seems like he's, uh, you know, real confident coming in. You've got teammates on the card, his, uh, his, his close uh, training partner, Andrew Sturdivant, just a few fights in front of him. And uh, they're trying to get back in their apartment with two straps, man. <laughs> and uh, he's going to be taking on a very tough Samaj Portis, 3-0. and out of that team, notorious in uh, Ohio, uh, the first time we saw Samaj Portis, he uh, he uh, hit a big knockout, a huge walk off knockout win over Julian Lopez. It just kind of like made his stamp here. And then last time out, he won the number one contender with a third round finish over Shlomo Boyd and made it look a little easier than Bubba Cruz did. Uh, so uh, Samaj Portis looking looking pretty good with a lot of uh, a lot of hype coming into this one undefeated. It's going to be a really good fight because Portis has shown both the power and a little bit of grappling skills. Uh, Beekman, has, we know, has the power um, and uh, you know he's got some wrestling. I'd like to see if he if he can use that this time better than he did last time. Um, I'm, I'm excited for this one, no doubt. And Samaj has got these crazy cool uh, like contact lenses uh, at the weigh-ins. He's a, he looks wild. 
All right, Hobbs, get us started. I'm sorry. I was actually talking to Shields or Ben trying to get a nickname for Linder. Uh, <laughs> he said, "How do I? Why do I have the feeling you guys have already picked one for him?" Uh, so, uh, Beekman and Portis. Uh, man, Beekman's just looked good these last few fights. Um, um, I'm I'm sticking with the champ on this one. I'm going Beekman by TKO. Chris? Oh, 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 oh. Speak man by decision. All right, Greg. Somebody uh, on mute, Greg. Yeah, yeah, muted. Uh, man, here's the thing. Uh, uh, Carter's cut down. Carter's cut down to 155 for his last spot. And, uh, I mean, granted, uh, Daniel Ball, Bailey, whichever one he goes by, which one is it? Bailey? I want to get that right right now. It's Bailey. It's okay, Bailey. Daniel Bailey. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just trying to respect him, man. Uh, Daniel Bailey. But when he fought, when he fought Daniel Bailey, man, he gasped. And he was at 155. I don't know if it was a wet cut or what, but I didn't think like 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 Chris said. I didn't think we seen the best you know best tournament. I don't think we've seen the best um, Carter Beatman that night either. But he's going up to 170, and he's been worried about his cardio. This is a hard fight to call, man. It's Devontae. He's three and zero for a reason. I, man, shit, I gotta go with Carter Bateman by TKO. Just because I, you know, I think he's got to avenge that last loss. All right, everybody goes with Bateman, Greg and Hobbs by TKO, and Chris by decision. Next up is our main event: heavyweight vacant title, light heavyweight. Light heavyweight vacant title, Tristan Scarborough, 3-0 and out of Fearless Fighting Greenville, North Carolina, taking on Torres, the Punisher Finney, 1-0 and out of Agogi Combatives, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah, man, uh, great fight to top off this card. Two undefeated guys. We haven't had a 205 light heavyweight champion in a long time. And so um, I'm excited to put that strap on somebody here, man. This is, uh, you know, you've got uh, Tristan Scarborough. He, he uh, debuted with us last show, actually, uh, the show before the pro show. I'm sorry. Uh, and, he, and he took on a really uh, tough vet and Josh Cumby, a guy that we've seen around here for years. And uh, Cumby retired in uh, his like both on his stool and forever, I, from what I've gathered, um, after the first round, which was competitive. Uh, you know, I thought that Scarborough won the first round, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't a smashing by any means. Uh, it was all the same. Scarborough wants to wants to put on a more emphatic performance. I'm sure here as he goes to look for that strap and that four and zero mark against a very very tough prospect, a blue chipper. I'm real high on Torres, the Punisher Finney out of a gogi. Only one and zero, but this guy comes with some credentials. Uh, you know, decorated wrestler wrestles at uh, at the University of Tennessee Chattanooga, uh, plays football. Uh, just uh, just really. Uh, 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 put together man uh he's he's going to be giving up some height and reach i believe as he will in most fights but this guy is, is so put together so jacked that he overcomes uh overcomes that with uh, so much explosiveness and uh man i'm just i'm excited for this one i'm excited to finally have a light heavyweight champ it's been it's been a long time all right so this time we will start with chris i say tristan scarborough in the second round with the tko all right, Greg. Uh, Torres Finney by by murder in the first round. 
the I guess that's a TKO. That's death. A murder. <laughs> Uh, I'd say Tristan Scarborough. So I, I, if, if, uh, Scar, if Scarborough pulls this one off, man, I'm expecting him to probably have uh, come visit you at the commentary table. Uh, that, that or he's the one that pulls out. <laughs> Torres got it, dude. Torres is 100 got it. All right, Hobbs. Ooh, Torres was the uh, he's the uh, the slam machine, wasn't he? He's the dude yeah. who's hoisting mofos over his head and dropping them. Uh, I'm not sure he'll actually kill him in the ring. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think he will. But I definitely think we're going to see a lot of slam. I don't, I don't know. Scarborough's probably a big dude. Just naturally. He is. I how much he is a dude. That's going to be impressive if Torres can get him up like that. Um, hey, he's guaranteed to knock out Torres. He's gu- he guaranteed on one of his podcasts or one of his uh, interviews, I thought. Really? No, but Torres actually won his fight with a knockout over the Boyd brother protege Antonio Holt, if you remember. Uh, that was that fight where uh, the people thought it might have been a little early, but I mean, he he definitely dropped him and uh, he probably could have taken one or two on the ground. But, you know, I think the riding was on the wall. I'm at least predicting two belly to back suplexes in this fight for sure. Uh, Under and, and over one and a half. I'm going over. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking Torres by TKO. All right. Greg and Hobbs by Torres by TKO. Chris takes Scarborough by TKO. All right. We've gotten through this card in a relatively uh, quick amount of time. So uh, that'll do it for our preview and picks panel. Again, this is VFC 78 and it's going down this Friday. February the 5th at the world famous Cotton Eye Joe. You can get your tickets at fighterticks.com or you can watch the uh, live pay-per-view where uh, Greg and Chris will be joining Vince Farrar to call the action cage side and catch uh, all this uh, at vfcmma.com. You get the link there uh, also on our social media pages. Uh, and uh, with that, I will uh, I will let uh, Christina go here as we wrap this show up or, uh, with a brief uh, uh, UFC talk here. Uh, Chris, thanks so much. We'll see you at the See you then. Thanks so much, Chris. Oh, hey, Chris, Chris, Chris. Oh, oh, don't go, oh, oh. Don't, don't go yeah. Chris. Girl, I got I'm to right ask how, how how's that cut? <laughs> how many stitches you get in that thing? Oh, uh, it was only four. I really wanted a few more, but it was just four. <laughs> it blended nicely into my eyebrow. It gave me a little more length on that like one eyebrow. So I haven't had a chance to talk to you since then. So yeah, I was wondering. No, no. Now you it can was go. just really a little too much caffeine, a little too much alcohol. My blood was really thin, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> All too well. Yeah. All right, thanks, Chris. We'll talk. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Okay. Bye now. All right. Before we wrap up this uh, soiree, guys, we've got a uh, real real quick. We'll try to uh, pack this into about 10 minutes here. Uh, UFC makes its return and they're back in Vegas now. Uh, they're back from Fight Island and they have got a show this Saturday. Uh, it's the ESPN Plus show with a reasonably early start time, it looks like. Uh, so that's always nice. Um, we've got um, uh, Alistair Overeem taking on uh, Alexander Volkov in the main event heavyweights big five of these guys number five versus number six and uh you know for for Overeem at, at this point you know he's already kind of made it clear that he's going for that one last 
uh, surge for the title. Uh, I think at this point, any loss at this point could be the last time you see over him. So uh, he's kind of all in, but he's looked good. Uh, you know, his teammate Curtis Blades uh, has the win over Volkov already. So I'm sure they've worked uh, some game plans here. Uh, Volkov, though, uh, very game. Uh, obviously, he's got some got some good wins. Was beating Derek Lewis before he wasn't. Uh, so uh, yeah, good, 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 close fight. My uh, my picks over him. Uh, Justin, you got any uh, any thoughts on this main event? Yeah, I think Overeem is the underdog in this fight. Yeah, yeah, he's actually a, a plus one sixty five uh, or so underdog. And I think it's a great play. I, I think that style wise, uh, Volkov plays perfectly into into Overeem's game plan, and, and it's a perfect opponent for what he's trying to achieve at this point in his career, um, and and trying to move forward. I'm not sure where Volkov is ranked. I think it's uh, but, five and six. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, a win here. Obviously, you know, puts puts you right in the title title picture um, to get the winner of of uh, you know a, a fight coming up soon. I, I think you know you got probably one person ahead of you, but um, a win here, maybe one more win, and you're looking at a title fight. So, uh, but I like Alistair here. I think that um, you know you're probably looking at a stand up fight. You may see Alistair take take the fight to the ground just because he does have that. Uh, in his arsenal, he doesn't use it all that much, but as of the last few years, he kind of has dug into that uh, tool bag a little bit more. So, um, but I like Alistair in this fight. Greg, any take on this main event? Yeah, somewhat. I, uh, I, I'm looking at Alistair over him because he's got a lot. Uh, he has a whole lot more ways to finish his Volkov than Volkov had to finish in him. But in contradiction to that. You know, Volkov, all his fights, are in, and when he does win, he wins by, you know, punches. You know, like that's what it says everywhere. He just wins them by punches. And uh, Alistair Overeem's jaw hasn't has necessarily been not glass, but it hasn't been, you know, perfect for the last, you know, few years. So um, I'm worried about him getting KO'd. I yeah, guess. Volkov's not necessarily uh, like a power puncher, though. Yeah, but tread, tread, tread lightly on that bet. Uh, I don't know. I'm the pass for me. Jeff Hobbs, anything on this main event? And then after that, I'm just going to go to, uh, I'm going to go through the whole card. And uh, if anybody's got any, just anything to add and we'll wrap it up. No, I don't care. <laughs> Jeff, don't give up. <laughs> Damn. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding, man. I think, you know, uh, <laughs> I think, I mean, if I were betting on this one, I'd take Reem just because I don't think you have to be too ballsy to take him in this one um, because he still has the, he still has the power. To uh, to end a fight, but I, I agree with Greg that I think his chin is getting a little more suspect. Um, but then you know to play devil's advocate, Volkov is more of a a repetitious type puncher. He's not a knockout puncher. He's a volume puncher. Right. So I don't know if he's going to hit him with anything to knock him out. So it's I'm like Greg. I think this is one that it wouldn't be too ballsy to take over him to try you know as a dog and try to make some money. But I'd rather just stay away from it if I were betting on. Running down the rest, maybe sprinkle right. Running down the rest of this, uh, the rest of this main card anyway. Then uh, we'll really quickly touch on prelims. Pretty good card actually. Corey Sandhagen uh, takes on Frankie Edgar. You know, Frankie Edgar uh, has uh, been dropped down to one thirty-five now. Had mixed results. Corey Sandhagen uh, coming back off of a win. Uh, we've got uh, Alexander Pantoja taking on Manel Cape who is, uh, I think he's a, uh, a guy that's coming over from Ryzen. I think uh, he did, he's on a lot of like, fights over in Asia. 
Cody Stamen versus Askar Askar. Uh, this is my opinion is your sneaky fight of the night right here. I'm excited for this one. CDF Carlos Diego Fajaya takes on Vanille Darush, the lightweight. That's a that's a fight that could get somebody uh, a, a a bigger fight. Uh, the winner here, both these guys on the fringes of the top 10. Uh, Michael Johnson takes on Clay Guida in a battle of the OGs at lightweight. One has to think this is Michael Johnson's fight to lose, but man, he can figure out ways to lose him. Mike Rodriguez versus Danilo Marquez. Uh, Tamir Valiev takes on Martin Day. Justin Janes versus Devontae Smith. Carol Rosa, Jocelyn Edwards, Molly McCann, Lara Procopio. Yusef Zalal against Sungwoo Choi, and then Odie Osborne, Jerome Rivera to open the card. Prelims, not so uh, stellar. Uh, Justin, anything uh, on the rest of this card uh, look good? Man, I think a, a fun play on this card would be Frankie Edgar and Alistair Overeem in a parlay. Frankie's a plus 330, <clears throat> and if history shows anything, it's that Frankie Edgar should never be a plus 330. Um I think that's a that's a good play all day. I see definite path to victory with him, you know, grinding uh, Corey Sanhagen uh, up against the, the fence and riding out a decision. Um, you know, staying staying real wrestling heavy. Um, Corey Sanhagen has a couple ways to win, but uh, I don't know, man. I, I feel like that's a the, the odds are pretty crazy in that one for me. We're back to the smaller octagon too now in Vegas. Yeah. So. Yeah, that that plays more into Frankie's game potentially. Um, I love that that plays as a straight play, and I like it as a parlay with Overeem. Um, I, I like Clay Guida uh, against Michael Johnson. I think that you know Clay Michael Johnson is his his game plan is going to be to go in and win a, a stand up fight against Clay Guida, but. It's not going to be that easy. Clay Guida doesn't fight your normal stand-up fight. He's going to come in, you know, very erratic, um, throwing crazy just to get in and get the shot and wrestle, and he's going to be able to out-wrestle Michael Johnson. So I think it's another good uh, underdog play on that one. Manel Cape is uh, a, another one to keep your eye on coming into the, to the uh, organization. Uh, the kid's a stud. Uh, it's be a good fight to watch. And... Cody Stamen, I think he's had like three three opponents um, so far. This is like his third opponent, uh, Askar Askar, but probably probably be a, a pretty smooth win for Cody Stamen. All right, yeah. Uh, anything on the rest of this card that look uh, appealing? Uh, fight wise, no. Just you know, like I've talked before, just there's certain guys that I that I love watching. And I'm interested in. Uh, you know, Frankie's an OG. I love watching him. And like uh, Justin said, uh, that's hard to pass up, you know, those kind of odds on Frankie Edgar because uh, the guy just has no quit in him. Uh, Pantoja, always been a Pantoja fan since uh, he was, uh, you know, on Access TV. Like that kid a lot. Um, Darush is a beast. Uh, like him a lot. Um, Johnson and Guida, I like neither one of them. So... <laughs> I just don't even understand why anymore. Like, at what point are the guys sitting around just going, eh, it's time to give Guido a fight? You know, like, there's no story with him anymore. There's no, like, like there's just no reason. I don't like either one of those guys. Um, and that's about it. That's all I, think, I got. I think Michael Johnson and Clay Guido are just, like, 
two veterans that have been around for a long time that still just aren't getting paid shit because they never really went anywhere. So there's no reason to really cut them because they're not a major expense. You know, if they were, if they cost more, they would be gone already. You know, they're in that, that fringe group of people, I think. Yeah. yeah I guess you've got to win fights to get like, like money escalators. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just don't move the needle. Neither one of them do. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think having them fight each other is of even less sense. If you're going to have them around, then they, you gotta, you gotta keep them as more or less gatekeepers to your up and coming talent to make interesting fights for your Nathan train land and the like. Um, Greg, uh, wrap us up here. Uh, uh, I'll probably throw me a sprinkle on Craig Yeager at plus 30. And then I, I, I can't, I can't say that that wasn't appealing that um, Alistair Overeem and Frankie Yeager parlay. I might though have a sprinkle on the, you know, uh, same way with Jeff. I like Doja. I like Cody Stammen. Uh, I like Darush. I'm going to stay away from the Johnson Guida fight, but I like Johnson there. Uh, I like, uh, I like Devontae Smith against Justin James. And uh, let's see here. And I like uh, Yusuf, uh, Yusuf Zalal. I like him to finish to finish uh, Blue Choice, and that's what I like. All right, well, folks, uh, we appreciate you all taking your uh, time to listen to us once again. Uh, please uh, rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever it is you're listening to it, and also uh, give our social media a like if you would. We'd appreciate it. We'll be back next week with the recap of this weekend's VFC 78 uh, going down at the Joe once again, February the 5th. You can catch the link on the VFCMMA.com page or any of our social media outlets as well as uh, get your live tickets at Fighter Ticks with an X.com. Get them quick. All the uh, floor is sold out for this bad boy already. Uh, once again, thanks to our guest this week for uh, doing the picks panel with us, uh, Jeff Hobbs, Chris Ricker, and uh, also Greg Hopkins. And for my co-host, Justin Watson, I am your host with the most, Tim Loy, signing out for another edition of the Valor Hour. This is a sitting ringside with David Penzer quick picks on Radio Influence. Wanted to quickly talk about the Royal Rumble. As you know, it is my favorite show of the uh, year as far as WWE goes, maybe as far as anything goes. Congratulations to Edge. I thought that Damian Priest made a great showing of himself both at the Royal Rumble match and the next night on Raw. It looks like they're going to give him a super push. Let's, Hey, Vince, hey, those in charge, the powers that be, let's push a guy. Let's not push a guy and then unpush him in three weeks. Let's push him. He has an interesting look. He could work. He has like a striking background. I thought Matt Riddle, or sorry, he's not. He's only Riddle now. So riddle me that. I thought that uh, that he did a great job. I thought there was a lot of great performances in both Royal Rumbles, especially the men's. Uh, Edge, unbelievable that he lasted from number one. And uh, I, what's up with all these doctors who told these guys that they can never wrestle again? It seems like. Either medicine has caught up with whatever that was or they were – doctors were just afraid to to clear guys because first Edge last year, now Christian. So I don't know. But it was great to see Christian back and Edge and Christian back in the same ring wrestling and I'm sure that's not the last we'll see of that. So that was cool as well. Fun surprises. Great match. Uh, congratulations to Edge. Should be a fun match if he wrestles Drew McIntyre, which it looks like he's going to. I just – the camera cuts killed me. Sitting Ringside with David Penzer can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.